that whole concept to me is something that I think in our culture might not necessarily be as much of a focus, but he really made me stop and think and realize that it's, it's not just about us, you know? <laughs> well, that's it. And, and I think from him, I took even less so understanding where I come from and more understanding where other people come from. Yeah. Building a successful real estate career requires you to adapt, pivot, and constantly master new skills. We're Katie and Daniel Steinfeld. We've built our own innovative brokerage. And in this podcast, we've assembled actionable tips and strategies that you can implement to take your business to its maximum potential. It's time to level up. Level up. It's time for another episode of Level Up. I'm Daniel, here with Katie, and it's just the two of us today after a brief visit from our daughter as a guest appearance on, on the last episode. That's right. You just get us, unfortunately. Lucky okay. you. Yay. So this week we are just recapping, uh, we, we went to, a, conference season is back, so we went to a conference yesterday, and because it's so fresh in our minds, we figured, let's share all of the great tips and Say tips and tricks. Tips oh, and tricks. Tips and tricks. <laughs> All the great stuff that we learned uh, there. Um, maybe it is helpful for you guys as well. So we liked it. But I think first, just the whole idea of coming back to a conference, I think, was a big adjustment for me. I don't know about you. It's very I mean, interesting. The, the most important thing that I took from the conference was how much I missed being around people. Mm. And I think we've talked about it a lot, but I was on the lookout for the people who are still, us included, trying to remember what it's like to be around people and how to act and talk and communicate. I think yeah. we we blended in pretty well. I mm-hmm. think uh, jumped right into the hug zone with most people, which was nice. <laughs> it was, it was kind of like going from one extreme to the other. And it was nice to see people. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy too, because you'd see people or meet people and you think you've met them before, but really it's just been two years of social media and kind of following along with what they're doing. So I don't even think I've actually met a lot of the people I spoke to and recognized yesterday. It was more just like, I've been following you on social media. Well, I, and some <laughs> of the people I barely recognized that I mm. remember seeing two, three years ago last because people they, change. People change. And, you know, some of them, most people were out of masks, which was nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, whoa. Who are you? <laughs> but uh, it was definitely a pleasant way to spend a day. Yeah. I look forward to lots more. Yeah, I felt, but I definitely felt drained afterwards. I don't know about you. Like, I know Michelle Reese has talked a lot about like the definition of extrovert and introvert. And introvert is somebody that gets their energy from within and like just kind of being on their own. And so I feel like I, I was, it was like almost like a battery and it was at full capacity when we first started the day. And then by the end of the day, I was like empty and I couldn't even like talk anymore. Like I just, I, I needed to go. I, I felt I was trying to take constant breaks from the action. Mm. Like when I went to a session, I'd sit by myself, like, <laughs> which in a room full of full tables, I'll, I'd be the, the lonely kid That's at recess. Okay, but I, I think I'm, we've talked about it. Like I'm the the unknown introvert that also doesn't really like, I like being yeah. around people, but I've got such a limit. Like, well, that's, I think we're kind of similar in that sense. Like I, I feel like I'm a not like we're both introverted in terms of like getting our energy back, but 
it's definitely nice to speak with people and connect again. So, so if we spoke to you yesterday, we were happy to speak with you. We weren't, we weren't <laughs> oh, dying yeah, no, on the inside. Honestly, it was just right at the end where we were actually choose, like we were leaving. Um, and I realized like I started just fumbling over my words and I couldn't really make sentences make sense anymore. And so even and, when and I that's, was, <laughs> and that's not because the bar had just opened. No. Well, no, I said I wasn't going to even have a drink. Cause I felt like if I had a drink, I probably would have just passed out Game or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, would, well, conferences are all about that story. We weren't that person. I don't know if there was a story after we left of someone who embarrassed themselves, but yeah, I don't That's, think so. I don't I think, think this group overall, was that kind of group. It was just really well run, I think, and overall, like ever, like it, it seemed to just go off really, really well. And for even like the event venue, who hasn't probably seen a big group like this in the last two years, it was probably a lot for people to just handle and get get used to doing again. Well, m- more than any other, just because of those reasons, I think this was a much healthier balance between content and just enjoying the company of people. Yeah. There was tons of good content. Mm -hmm. Um, It was, I don't know, the third or fourth live edition of this conference or, I mean, Um, they've done a lot of virtual ones. And so for anybody who had never been to one, it was fantastic. I think all the content was just like bang on the kind of stuff you need to get somebody amped up with. And there was a lot of new stuff as well, which we'll Mm -hmm. talk about. Um, but this had that extra piece of, and we get to see people yeah, and, and a lot of them familiar faces. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really nice. And, uh, if you were there, I hope we saw you. There's a lot of people I was looking for who weren't there and I'm not normally that person who's like yeah. seeking people. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people that were there that we didn't even get to see, right. you know, I, I, I kind of missed out on seeing some people that I did want to catch up with, but it was great. Like the people that we met up with and just even met for the first time, I thought was, it was just such a great experience. So I'm happy we're back in this mode. And I, we just wanted to share some of the tidbits that we got over the course of the day through the sessions that we attended and hopefully it's helpful. Hit me. You want to open? Sure. Go All for right. It. Um, okay. So I've got a whole book of notes because that's what I do. Um, <laughs> so the first uh, speaker that I took a lot of notes on was Tom Story. Um, he brought a lot of great um, advice, and he does a lot of video. But I thought that his his first speech, at least, like as a I don't know, was he a keynote or just you know on the main stage? Yeah. Um, he was just talking overall more about the industry and just how to really create a strong career for yourself. And the one point or a few points that he made, but the, one of the points that I written, bleh, I can't even talk anymore. You got, do you like, hear you me? Got, I do. <laughs> and we don't edit these. So like, you're all going to hear her too. I'm fumbling over my words. I feel like I, I need like a day of complete silence. But anyway, the idea of skilled re- realtors versus order takers. And I really thought that that was such a great, thought because the last couple of years, we've been kind of just going with the flow. Listings have been going crazy. Like if you're a listing agent, it's kind of like, you know, you do your thing, you put it up on the market and it it sells. Obviously a lot goes behind the scenes, but it's been a lot easier to do that over the last couple of years. And, And from a buyer's perspective, you know, you're just kind of going with the motions and seeing whatever is available. There's limited inventory. It's not like you have to like sift through all of these different listings. So I really like that idea. And it, obviously it's an obvious concept, but we really have to be skilled and know what's going on in the industry, in the market to really give our clients some honest 
and experienced advice. Yeah. I mean, I think complacency is one of the biggest risks of easy success. And for those of you who are new in the industry and have had some success, obviously credit to you Mm -hmm. and you've done a good job, but it's not always this easy. If you put something up there and you already know it's going to go and you're not going to have to do a whole lot. Mm -hmm. He made reference to negotiating as a concept that people haven't really had Mm-hmm. for the last little bit, which is true. Or conditions. Or conditions. Like about, yeah. some, some of these words that maybe are not uh, part of our, our language right now in yeah. real estate. Uh, I think now is the time where we've got to separate those who are in it from those who have just kind of been living it. Mm-hmm. And so that, that was a big thing. There was another thing he talked about, um, which was really, uh, I, I thought, a good point for all of us realtors out there, which was actually getting our own skin in the game mm-hmm. as investors. Yeah. Yeah. And understand like we know the product better than anybody. That's our job. Yeah. And he made a joke, which was good. It was true. I mean, sometimes when we find great deals for our clients and are saying, Jesus, you should buy this. Hmm. Like in the back of our minds, should we not be thinking if this is such a great deal? Maybe this is an opportunity for us as well. But yeah. I think uh, there is value long term to all of us in practicing what we preach Mm -hmm. because we do recognize the value of real estate. So if you're not invested and you've got the means to do so, it's a great way to build your personal portfolio, um, but also to grow your business and your knowledge of the process and leverage what you do know into your own life. Yeah. There's no better way than just doing it yourself and seeing what happens in the whole process. So that was really good. I agree. Um, The other thing that I thought was so interesting that he only has a few hundred people in his database, in his CRM database. So like to me, like you think a high producer like that, people just assume he's got, you know, thousands of people in his database, but he takes care of the people really well in his database. And the repeat and the referral business he generates from that is just, that's what keeps him going and keeps him successful. I thought that was really, I don't know, that yeah. was really good. Yeah, I'm agreeing. It just helped me feel like, for me as well, like I've only got a couple of hundred people in my database, but they're people that I know. And it it just, I feel like it just made me feel better to know that, you know, I'm not the only one that doesn't have thousands of people in their database. And I think this should resonate with everybody who's starting. All these people who say, I don't know enough people. I need leads. I need leads. I need leads. You've got the leads. We all do. Mm-hmm. Whether it's your sphere of influence, whether you have been in it a bit and you've developed some relationships with people, um, whether they've bought, sold, or otherwise, or not. Yeah. What you have is probably more than enough if mm-hmm. you work it hard enough. Yeah. Rather than saying, I'm missing what I need and I need to find it out there. Because the stuff you find and dig for, it's good. It's not useless stuff, but it's a lot harder. Yeah. It's a much bigger grind and it's less likely to to work out long-term until you turn it into legit database and relationship that you can resonate with. Well, and we've talked about it before too. The people that are really close to you that have done business with you in the past, you enjoy doing business with them. And the people that they're going to refer to you are also probably along the similar mindset and and people that you'll enjoy working with as well. Right. Everybody knows what they're getting when... You know, we talk all the time about setting expectations. That's a big thing yeah, for us. He, spoke about he talked that about as well. that too. Yeah, that's huge. And that plays into this as well. Is when you're working within your database, the expectation of what they're getting with you mm-hmm. is a lot easier to communicate. Yeah, because they know you mm-hmm. and you've dealt together or they've seen you or whatever it is. So, 
Okay, so. Yeah. That was Tom. And yeah, what can he I just talk one more thing about what he said, the three? Tom was a very good session. And I, yeah. and I will say it was refreshing because like you said, Tom is known to be a video guru in this space. Mm-hmm. And we've seen sessions and we've watched training and all that with him talking about video. And it was really nice to go beyond that with him and to yeah. hear him talk about the business Really, I mean, he he dipped a toe into video just as part of it, but really, it wasn't about that. Yeah, it was I think about... he had another session later on with video. Maybe I didn't see that. One. I didn't see it either. But I, I we've heard him talk before about video, and it's been really useful. But this, I felt like there were so many key takeaways that he right. gave people, um, and and tangible points, which we always tangi- talk about yeah, when we yeah. go to co- and we've gone to conferences, and it's nice sometimes to get fluff. Like sometimes yeah. you go to a thing for fluff, mm-hmm. and every conference is going to have some. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that, but you want the, the actionable yeah. items, right? Yeah, you and do. you want things that you can actually apply to your own life that isn't just a loosey goosey. Mm-hmm. Stay positive. You know, here <laughs> here are the three reasons why you're great. Yeah. You know, like I didn't want that. Right. And Tom didn't give that. He gave no, tangible he stuff. He didn't tell us we were great. <laughs> uh, but the last thing that I wrote down for him is he outlined three ways to get business. And the three ways, and I'm not going to go in detail about it, but repeat referral, strategic alliances, so talking to mortgage brokers, realtor referrals, and then new business through YouTube and direct mail, all the different ways that you want to get business. But definitely a focus on the repeat referral business and staying in touch with your database, giving them something of value every year. I know he does these incredible um, client appreciation events, which probably get him a lot more business and referral business. And just tracking it, like where is your business coming from? Um, it's an interesting exercise to go through. And I would, I would, Uh, advise everybody over those like in 2021 where did your business come from what percentage came from repeat referral because I'm thinking for myself I don't know about you I think we're probably very similar I would say like 90% of our business has come from repeat and referral well especially now any inbound lead we get we give to our team yeah so all of our like all of my business is repeat repeat referral yeah so it's interesting but yeah that the repeat referral is definitely the focus and when you talked about strategic alliances it's really about making sure you're getting back what you're giving out. So a mortgage broker is a perfect example. Like there's tons out there. There's a lot of great ones, but if you can create an alliance with a great one that is also going to give you business as well, not just you giving them business. Um, it's really about having that partnership. And I think that's a really important point. Bingo. Bingo, bango. So I'm going to sprinkle into this throughout because mm-hmm. you're the proper person who took notes and has <laughs> items and things that were heard. I want to talk, as we talk, about actual things I learned about going to conferences. Okay. And like conference so this etiquette. Like, this is one sprinkle? This is sprinkle number one. Okay. And this this was something we learned at the end, actually. This was a lesson that was taught to us by another conference goer. And he will remain nameless because it's kind of like a conference hack. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I thought it was oh, genius. Yeah, I thought yeah, it was genius, <laughs> especially in a situation like this where it's been so long and you might not recognize everybody. Mm-hmm. It's ideally in a situation like this when you're in a big group and you should know everyone or some people or people might know you and you don't know them. Yeah. Um, and we're always kind of confused. And I ran into several people, like I said yesterday, who <laughs> people, people who I damn well should know and do know. <laughs> 
and you freeze and you're like, shit, like, yeah. uh, let's make it through this awkward hug and, and hi. And yeah. hopefully nobody says my name or if they do, they're not expecting me to introduce them to anybody. Well, the introduction is always like, I, I had a couple instances where my, my head's spinning. I'm horrible with names. Like, it's nothing personal. Like, I could forget your name. Like, it's just one of those things where my mind blanks. So, yeah, I feel you. So I haven't even gotten to the tip yet because I'm all about preamble. <laughs> but the line that he said... Um, when you see somebody, and I hope I don't butcher it, but it was good to see you. Yeah. That's the line, right? Yeah. You see someone, good to see you. That couldn't be more friendly and vague at the <laughs> same time. That it could mean it's you've met them need. before. Yeah. It could mean it's the first time seeing them. Mm-hmm. But it, it right it off the bat. It all of it. It takes all it all above. in. Handshake, yeah. good to see you. And it'll probably have them confused about whether they've met you before or yeah. not. Well, that's the thing. Like, it's nice to meet you. Because, like, a lot of people have seen it was nice to meet you, but I've only talked to them on social media. So then, like, we were both kind of thinking, like, oh, is that right? The well, right that's thing it. to say? Yeah. N- nice to meet you, but you've met nice her. And they're like, actually, you. I saw you three years ago. Yeah. Or if <laughs> or if it's, you know, if you get right in their face and say, like, hey, da 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 Yeah. It puts them in more of a position where they're like, shit, I don't know who you are. <laughs> Right. You know what I was, I, I had a lot of tunnel vision at the conference. Like I would go over and like, I saw somebody and I'd be like, Hey, how are you? I wouldn't even see who they were standing with. And a lot of times it was like, it was somebody I knew, but like, I didn't even rec- realize that like they were standing right there. Like, I don't know what it was. It was complete tunnel vision oh, on yeah. that person. I had a couple messages. I don't know if you, you probably did too, from people after the conference saying, Hey, I saw you, but we didn't get to say hi. And I'm yeah. like, I didn't even know you were there. Yeah. But it's, well, it's everybody nice. Everybody notices different things and different people at different times. So I well, think that's we funny. all kind of, yeah. Di- yeah I was that. looking for a couple of people who I yeah. went out of my way to find. <laughs> I found them. Oh, okay. That's good. I I did. Well, yeah, mostly. But anyway, so, so that's, that's a little tip. Okay. One more, one more great quote from Tom and then I'll move on. There's so many people. We're going to have to cut into just a couple people. The real ROI is appointments, not video views. I love, 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 love that. Love. Loved. Three hearts, two likes. Bingo, bango. Okay. Moving on. (laughs) Bingo, bango. (laughs) I feel like that's the second time we've said that in this episode. Yeah. Okay, move on. Yeah, you, you're you're running the schedule, okay, and I'm going to add my tidbits for this. Okay, session. Kendall Nutmaker was amazing. I thought he was awesome. So awesome. Um, just his story, and you know, it's nice to hear from people that aren't in the business every so often. You know, it's nice to get a different perspective. Um, but understand who you're working with, and understand where you come from, and just the whole idea of setting up future generations for success and for longevity and making sure the world is just as good of a place as it is now, or maybe obviously even better. Um, that whole concept to me is something that I think in our culture might not necessarily be as much of a focus, but he really made me stop and think and realize that it's, it's not just about us, you know? (laughs) Well, that's it. And, and I think from him, I took even less so understanding where I come from and more understanding where other people come from. Yeah. And expanding our minds to understand different perspectives you know if you want to microcosm it to real estate that's fine Mm -hmm. right because it's relevant if you're if you're making relationships i mean he talked a lot about the way he made friends growing up and Mm -hmm. shared stories and understood others and allowed them to understand him which in turn built friendships and relationships but also made it a lot Mm -hmm. easier to relate and talk 
yeah. and, and, and gain from each other mm-hmm. as well, right? Like if you're looking yeah. at everything through a selfish lens, you can still learn from this lesson, right? Yeah. Um, and so I thought that that was really poignant. And he also talked a lot about, you know, your own mind mm-hmm. and how that is really all that you should be focused on is, yeah. you know, the way that you learn and the way that you actually take in the things around you rather than just rolling with the punches and just doing things. Well, just noticing and how you react to those right. things. Right. It was, it was a well. mindfulness thing. It which, was. Which years ago, I mean, I'm one of those, you know, what, do you, what would you call me? I'm not a hater, but I'm like, I'm, I'm a skeptic. Yeah. And all of these types of things to me were always just like, all right, fine, mindful, whatever. But the reality is when you get into the actual message of what that means, it's mm-hmm. very important and it's useful yeah. to the way we live our lives. So yeah. um, I I do want to have him on this podcast. I know. That's I, I, I was like whispering that to you. I know. Well, you wrote there. it on a text to me. Yeah, I texted her during there because yeah. you can't be rude. Yeah, you can't, can't talk during the thing. But uh yeah, so Kendall, but- because I know you listen to this podcast, <laughs> we'll be calling you pretty soon because we want to talk more with you. Yeah. And he's got a few books out there, The Power of Your Story, uh, The Leader Within, The Entrepreneur Within. So if you want to check those out, I would highly recommend it because I think he is a great person to follow and listen to. So uh, next up is Matt Leonetti. And this was a really humorous and real presentation surprising surprising (laughs) it was humorous he's so funny and just I love just how real he is and that's obviously his brand but it just really was inspiring to see that somebody who is just is who he is and worked with that and built himself up to this point is really cool to see yeah I, I I love to keep hearing the consistent story about everybody who gets into the industry thinking it's one thing Mm -hmm. and finds their way to what they should be doing. Yeah. Right. I mean, he showed a picture of himself on his first day, which was so (laughs) indicative of it. It reminded me of business school and how everybody was, was the cookie cutter. Mm -hmm. Here's what I'm supposed to look like and what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. And I think it takes doing that for a lot of people to realize you need to be happy and comfortable with yourself. Like his, his session was about bringing your personality to to real estate mm-hmm. and, uh, or to anything you do, frankly. Yeah. Um, and he's found that because for him it's, it's humor. Yeah. So I think the lesson there is just find something you're passionate about, be consistent with it. And it's easy to be consistent with it because you love it and it's something that you enjoy doing. Um, he said w- video works for you 24 seven, which is a message I heard a few times from different people. And it's so true that, you know, you're at a conference and you've got all of these YouTube videos, for example, like people are consuming that 24 hours a day. Um, so it's just a great place to be. And just to think about it in that way, I think is really important. Yeah. Remember, I think he and a lot of other people have said, and we've said, remember, there's always people watching you, Mm -hmm. right? Whether it's social media, whether it's video and just because they don't click the like button, yeah. Or comment. It doesn't mean they're not consuming what you're putting out there mm-hmm. and forming opinions and, you know, adding your name to the most recent person they've seen, good or bad. Um, which also is, is it's important to know that not everybody is your person who's out there, mm-hmm. right? Like it's not about reaching. We talk about this. It's not about reaching every client needs to be yours. Yeah. It's about reaching your people and by... Yeah. 
putting your personality out there, you're going to attract your people and potentially push away the people who aren't your people. And that's a good thing. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. His main message was find your own audience. And that, I think, is such a great message. And be your own show, which is fun. Because you can take that however you want. All right. Any, do you want to sprinkle anything in before we go to the next thing? Another conference sprinkling? Yeah. Um, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give another one. Um, we, we had some fun when we were there beyond just the sessions. And I think a valuable lesson that was reinforced, and this might be the theme of all my sprinklings in different ways, but one thing we did was when it was lunchtime. Oh, yeah. Um, this was done in like a, a, what would you call it? A hall? Like what's the name of this conference, conference center. center? Yeah. So it's a conference center and there's like the little cruiser tables everywhere and there's like little spots where you can sit. But lunchtime happens at lunchtime and mm-hmm. there's not like a huge gymnasium there. Um, and there's limited tables. There's definitely, it's like the real estate market. There weren't enough tables yeah. for the number of people who wanted to sit and eat. It's true. And a metaphor. <laughs> it was like that. That they should have said that. Yeah, it was a metaphor for what we're living in real estate. But um, so what we did was probably not the best. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, don't don't take what we did as advice as, as a, a metaphor. As yeah. a metaphor, but um, we were we were there with a good number of people from our team. So there were a bunch of us who wanted to sit together, and and by the time we all got our lunches, all the tables were gone, mm-hmm. and. Where we saw, I don't know if you saw, but I was looking around at the number of people holding their lunches and wandering and looking and sort of doing what people do in like public restaurant type things, like waiting for tables to open up. We just said, fuck it. (laughs) And we made the analogy to high school. Yeah. And we just sat down on the carpet in a little (laughs) circle and opened up and it was it was it was funny too because the lunches were served in paper bags so it was kind of like it felt like and we were across from the library we were across from the (laughs) library at the conference center and just sat as a team and really didn't give a shit what anybody else was thinking it wasn't even about what other people were thinking it was about doing what was comfortable and Mm -hmm. it was fun and we achieved what we wanted to achieve without having to do it the conventional way right yeah um, so there's a lot of metaphors there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think one is that. One is not doing what everybody else does mm-hmm. if it's not something that's in your wheelhouse or possible. Yeah. Um, but more so, and this is the sprinkling that's going to keep coming back if you come back to me for more sprinkles, <laughs> is stop caring about what other people might think is right or what you're doing if it's if it's a fit and it's it's comfortable if it's comfortable it solves (laughs) your problem do it it makes you happy and it doesn't hurt anybody else like i think we had the most fun lunch at the conference i agree we were just chilling out and you know a couple people there were definitely a good number of people who kind of walked by snickering (laughs) but there were also a lot of people saying oh man we should sit on the floor too yeah Right? We so open the door to we're, allow we're, people we're to pioneers. sit on the floor. We're pioneers of the f- lunch on the floor. It was, a, it was a way back playback. It was throwback <laughs> Thursday. Yeah, there you go. So that's my sprinkling is just... Thank you for that. You do you, boo. <sighs> All right. So Jess Lenouvel is was the next um, speaker that I wanted to chat about. And she owns a company called Listings Lab. She's got great advice all the time. Uh, she talked a lot about the power of automation attracting clients versus trying to chase them. And it's still like, it's very similar messages when you like kind of think back and and review all of the the things people said, but it's, you know, the more you put yourself out there and be real, the more you're going to attract the people that you want to work with. Um, And then 
in order to create leverage for yourself, you've got to eliminate stuff that you do in your day that doesn't make sense. Um, you got to automate. And then finally, as the last step, outsource to so hire an assistant. Um, so I found that to be a really interesting way of thinking because a lot of us default automatically to outsourcing right away, finding an assistant. Um, but a lot of the stuff that you are probably doing is stuff that not even an assistant needs to do. And so why are you wasting time on that? So that was interesting. Yeah, I, I think with her, it it continues to drill home the concept of focus and the concept of, you know, not necessarily, I know she talks about niching, but like yeah. as a bigger concept, just not being so spread so thin, mm-hmm. picking a lane. Um, we always use like the, the concept of like, it's better to be 100% at five things than 5% at 100 things. Right. And I think that that's a big part of her message as well. And one that we all have to keep living by is just be really good at the things you're good at and you want to be working on Yeah. rather than trying to just get done yeah. everything. Well, and that's goes to the next session that she did, which really talked about in order to automate, you need to be niched into some certain area because if you're trying to work with luxury clients and first time home buyers and renters, how can you create a message and a system for yourself that will you'll be able to implement? Like you could do that, but imagine how much work that would take. You That's could, three separate systems. You could create a niche of first time luxury buyers. <laughs> well, you could. That's true. They still wouldn't be renting. That yeah. would, that would be a tough combo. Yeah, but it's just all of us have gone through this in the past. Maybe some of you are going through it now as you enter into this industry. You want to be all things to all people because you want to get the business. But the sooner you niche down, and that could mean anything. It doesn't necessarily mean, um, you know, first-time homebuyers. Like, it, it could be anything. But the more focused you are in your strategy, the more you're going to be able to leverage and just be more out there and really hitting home the message that you want to, to the right people versus kind of just going out there and spreading this very, I help buyers and sellers with their real estate dreams. Like nobody connects with that. But if you're connecting on a more specific level, the people that you want to attract are going to take attention to that and want to work with you. Absolutely. I think the most successful realtors we know mm-hmm. are the ones who are in a very defined space. Yeah. Right. And if they're not in a defined space, they're probably team leaders. Mm-hmm. Like the people who, who seem like they're everywhere, they're not everywhere themselves. They're yeah. everywhere by leveraging people around them yeah. to allow them to be everywhere without having to do everything. Yeah, exactly. So she, she used the reference of like, you're not going to go to an orthopedic surgeon to get brain surgery. I will. <laughs> so we've got to think of ourselves as professionals in that way. And so if you're a condo specialist, why are you going out to cottage country to try to sell a cottage? Like, it's just not your niche. And that's why we've got referrals with, you know, fellow colleagues who can take on that business. You still get some of the, you know, the not the profits, but the commission, but it, it makes sense. And you're making sure your client is taken care of as best as possible. So that's a, that's a good segue to one of the sessions I went to. Okay. Well, tell me more. I, I'm like about to, hear to. From this, I'm about, about to, this. this is all in your brain. This what is in my brain? Infor- yeah, yeah. Well, my brain is brimming <laughs> with information. information. I, have I, write, I have to write it down. You just kind of, if I don't spit this stuff out though, on the podcast, like I've got maybe like a 48 hour. Okay, so that's like, why I said we have to do this session today because 
it's it's all fresh in our minds. So it's dump true. it. But it would have been funny if we did it later because then I'd just be making up stuff that nobody <laughs> even said. I have no idea what happened. All right. Um, but when we talk about referrals, I went to a session which was with uh, a, a few well-known realtors who are known for building realtor-to-realtor referrals. Mm-hmm. And one of them was, in fact, a gentleman who's been on this podcast talking specifically about that, which was yeah. Andrew Perry. And so um, it was a really good refresher, lots of good points that are, uh, I, I guess, important to keep in mind. And it builds off of what you were just saying in terms of staying in what you know, mm-hmm. but not so much from the perspective of staying out of other people's way, yeah. but when you stay in what you know, you become an expert. Hmm. And when you become an expert, you become the go-to for other realtors. When you're yeah. really out there with being really dialed in, let's say it's your community as a perfect example. If you know, you know the little hole-in-the-wall pub that everybody likes or the hiking trails that everybody you know is looking for or whatever, the best daycares, yeah. that's the kind of stuff that other realtors are going to lean on if they're mm-hmm. trusting you with their clients. Because yeah. ultimately, referrals are a function of someone putting their trust in you mm-hmm. because they're putting their neck out for someone else who they care about. Yeah, And so... Um, it was it was a good reminder, and it was interesting because it was three very different realtors. One of whom was a commercial realtor who was mm-hmm. talking more from the um, similar to what you were saying. Like, why would a condo person go to cottage country? Even yeah. more so, why would a someone who's been doing residential their well, whole life it. put their that's neck it. out there yeah. and try to sell someone, you know, a a five million dollar cannabis warehouse? Yeah. Right. Um, have trust in the people around you. Mm -hmm. But also one interesting thing that was said, and for those of you who are on Facebook a lot, which is probably a lot of you, and for those of you who uh, who have sort of depended on that as a means to find a referral network, Mm -hmm. and we see it a lot, people saying, hey, does anyone know a good agent in Kitchener or whatever? Yeah. Um, One piece of advice that was given, which is very true, is don't just default to the name that shows the up the most times, yeah. right? Yeah. And you tend to see, just because it's social media, you know, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily a popularity contest, but yeah. you do see a lot of the same name over and over again. That doesn't necessarily mean they're the best or the best for your client, mm-hmm. right? The same yeah. way that we talk about finding a good, like we have different lawyers and mortgage brokers that yeah. we work with and they work in different personality matches and in different segments for different clients we have, right? So. Get to know them, research them. Mm -hmm. And on the other side, if you're trying to build a referral network for yourself, don't just be a person that every time you see a message like that, that you respond and say, hey, I'm one of them or DM me. Go the extra mile because somebody is going to pick up the phone and call the agent who asked or look up who they are and where they operate and try to connect yeah. with them on a deeper level. Well, just just think, like if you, if you are friends on Facebook with an agent that specializes in a certain area, for example, if they are consistently putting out market updates, and one thing I got from Jess Lenouvel is it's not just the stats, what does that mean for the people that you're trying to attract? Like, yeah, sure, listings are down, sales are up, prices are crazy. What does that mean for the general population. So interpreting that data, but if there's somebody out there that you're seeing consistently talking about a certain neighborhood, that's who I'm going to go to because I know they know the market and I know that they're active in the market. So 
just think about it in that way. It's so much more organic for people to reach out that way versus you trying to add your name into a list of a hundred people in a, in a Facebook comment, like, Oh, I also service the area. Well, and here's some, here's some homework for all of us, us included. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do it, but I'm going to do it. Rather than putting yourself in the position where every time you want to find someone, you're putting out a message like that. Why don't you take some time now and start building relationships for the future? Yeah. Reach out to people you do see who impress you or who create good content or who you have questions for and say, hey, you're in Fort Erie. Mm -hmm. I don't have anybody, but right. I'd love to create a network with Absolutely. you, get yeah. to know you better and yeah. make you my go-to. Would that be cool? Mm -hmm. Like what's the harm in that? It, it gives you a stronger network for yourself. It builds another relationship that maybe, maybe not creates a referral connection for yourself. It's not about that, yeah. but it's about saving yourself the trouble later of trying to scramble to find people because now you've actually the same way you've got your mortgage broker and your lawyer and you know your cleaner and whatever who are your go-to's now you also have a canada-wide network of people yeah. who you can trust no that's really good i like that idea so go do that everybody and if you need anybody in vaughn <laughs> you can call us hook us up um okay so the final presentation i just wanted to talk about was uh the Knighton team, uh, they've got a really great business out in the Hamilton area, um, very team focused and just a lot of stuff talking about admins and what the admin does for your business. And it's, it, they just really hit home the idea that you really need to share with your admin what your vision of the future is for your business for the next five or 10 years. Like, yes, they're doing tasks, um, you know, every day that might not necessarily connect exactly to the vision but if they understand that a little bit more and understand where it is you want to go um, it's more likely they'll be invested and you can help whoa I just like it's <laughs> a weird little I almost no. I almost coughed um, I but, almost coughed <laughs> sounds devastating <laughs> uh, but they can take on more, they potentially can take on more of a leadership role as they know what it is that you're looking for and, and look out for things and just be more of a team member um, versus just an admin or something along those lines. So I thought that that was really important to, to keep in mind. I feel you, dog. Yeah. So invest in your team, create leaders. Um, and he said 94% of people leave because they feel like they're not invested. So that's interesting. For those of you who aren't watching, which is all of you, when Katie said that, she stopped, turned her head, and just stared at me there. It was like it was like a <laughs> mic drop moment for her because they're not invested. It was <laughs> no, well it has nothing to do. Yeah, no, but it's just, it, it's No, that so made me true. think about it more. That's a yeah. good tool for you. You should do that when you talk to people more. Just say something. Say something and then just <laughs> stare into their soul. Because if I didn't believe it when you said it, I have to believe it now. That was well done. That's like a sales training in itself. I don't want to take away from the point, but you yeah. definitely mic dropped the shit out of me there. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of stuff we've said that kind of comes together, and I want to wrap this and put a bow on it at the end. But the one more thing that I saw is a bit of a theme here that hasn't been in the past. And this was almost more just from the nature of the companies who were sponsoring and selling there. Mm -hmm. It used to be more about... And it's that these were still there, but it used to be more about like photographers and concierge services and moving and services and all that. Yeah. I saw a real shift in the things people were saying and the, and the companies that were there about the skill and professionalism of the industry. There mm -hmm. was a lot more emphasis on training, 
uh, on companies yeah. that are, are making our people better. Yeah. Like, let's take a step back from our clients because before we do all this stuff we talk about, yeah. we need to better ourselves as an industry. And I took that as a message that wasn't negative or in our faces because I think the people in that room were a lot of the most skilled and well-intentioned people out there. But it's refreshing to see that now the technology that's really picking up it's not just about virtual tours and, and AI and all that. Mm. It's about what do we need to know? Like, let's, like yeah. the industry continues to change. Regulations are on the cusp of changing. And, and always, you know, we're under a microscope in a lot of different ways where it's more important than ever for us to stay on our toes and stay aware of what's happening and how to do our jobs properly. Yeah. Um, so that, that was an interesting kind of side thing that maybe I'm looking too much into it, but more than one presenter talked about how we need skilled agents and we need people who are really yeah. dialed into what we do. Right. Um, but then it was reflected in what people were trying to sell there as well. Right. It's more consumer or client focused versus realtor focused as well. Like I'm just thinking of other companies that, you know, like an exclusive network or something like that, like something where you can give more exposure to your client through this service, right? Um, as opposed to, yeah, photography is great, and obviously you need photography, but um, that only takes you so far. And not to take away from photography companies that were there, we need those people. But as you good. said, it's nice to have some different um, companies that are trying to break in and provide a service that makes you better, so that you are giving the best service to your client. Right, because like none, none of these other tips matter. If you suck. <laughs> That's like the moment. That was my, that my was, I should have stopped and looked job. at you there. It's <laughs> true though. These, like, what did of, you say? None of these, none of these things and, matter. Yeah, none of these tips if matter you if you suck. <laughs> because you need so to, random. you need to, but you need to unsuck yourself first before you start thinking about things like, like you could how, have all the systems so in the world, but if you're, if how you're, do you, what, how do we define suck in this I'm talking industry and knowledge and professionalism and ethics wise. Like you need to first be a good realtor, right? And it comes with experience. And I'm not saying that if you've never done a deal, you suck. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying there's too many people like we talked about at the beginning who maybe have had a couple of easy deals because Mm. this is how they've started in the industry. And now this is a cakewalk for them. And we've seen in the past, it doesn't have to be a good market or a bad market, if you walk into an easy deal and that's how you start, it's easy to become complacent and think that this is this is just a breeze and I don't need to continuously keep learning and ask questions and lean on people around me and you know fail and learn from it all yeah. that. I think the the learning element to any industry is so important and the continuous the, learning. Right. Yeah. And and when I say you suck or you're at risk of sucking, it's because you put a hard stop on that and you think you know everything. Right, or yeah. or you equate success directly with deals and money. Mm-hmm. And I get it. I, I'm not going to argue with you. If you're, you know, a quote unquote seven figure agent and you always have been and you tell me I don't need to know anymore because it's going well, that's cool. Yeah. Like, I'm not mad at you. But all of these, then you're also the kind of person who's saying, I don't need all these tools and things to, to better me because I'm already there, right? Yeah. I think to everybody who's saying, what's going to get me to the next level? 
everything we learned is super valuable mm-hmm. and it's predicated on you first being someone who is self-aware about there's always better to do there's always more yeah. to know and when you don't know there's always someone to ask yeah and to learn from so maybe it was harsh <laughs> but yeah but I, it's nice to go to these and it makes people feel like they're not on an island all on their own trying to figure stuff out. Like everybody's just so open to share. And I think that's changed over the years. I don't think we saw that as much, you know, five or 10 years ago. It's more people are just open about it. And I think it's just important to recognize that we're not in competition with each other. Like most people, not most people, but there's a large chunk of people that listen to all this and they don't execute on the ideas or the things that they want to do. So it's, it's really about taking the things that really hit home for you and implementing them, taking action immediately. Don't just sit on it. Um, the people that take action immediately are the ones that typically see, are obviously going to be the ones that see the results quicker so just do that we we've we're proof of that every speaker that we saw today is proof of that that it's easy to see it and it's easy to say it's a good idea it's easy to start it but jumping in and i don't remember who it was who talked about jumping in with both feet and i think it might have been kendall netmaker or it might have been matt lean whatever more than one person was talking about the whole concept of Having something you want to do and not knowing how it's going to turn out, yeah. but going all in on it. And we have agents on our team who have done that, mm-hmm. you know, who have, you had no choice but to succeed. Mm-hmm. And when you've got that mindset of I'm going to do this and I will stick with it even when it's hard because my alternative is I'm, I'm effed, yeah. right? You don't need to have that as an alternative, but you need to have the mindset of I'm doing it because it's what I want to do and I'm going to stick with it, Yeah. right? Um, so I think most people there, it was refreshing to see that it wasn't so much of a see and be seen kind of a conference, no. especially my, after this many years of yeah, nobody seeing each those other. Those were the, my most enjoyable conversations. And I had so many of them with just people that were just so real and just talking about like funny stuff, talking about real life, talking about motherhood. Like we didn't hold back. We just like, I know you were a part of a conversation that you probably wouldn't have been a part of in terms of like I talked about giving le- birth and labor and leaking. <laughs> leaking. I talked about leaking. So yeah, there's that. But it, it's those conversations. And I know that sounds kind of weird, but that's when you finally you, you connect better with people because you're on a different level. Right. And I love that. Well, so, it's when you're being real. Yeah. If, if you can't let your guard down, mm-hmm. just give your head a shake. As a good friend of mine used to always say, just give your head a shake. Mm-hmm. Get, but it's hard. I it's know, hard but, but just get, get out of that world of everybody's judging everything you do. Mm-hmm. And it is hard because, you know what? Let's be real. There are people in every room who are, like when we were sitting on the floor having mm-hmm. our lunch, People were walking by and giving us the ill look, right? Mm. But who cares, Mm. right? Like, be comfortable with what you're doing. Talk about what you want to talk about. Have the good relationships. Have fun. Like, this is what moves us all forward. And another big message that more than one person talked about was your life outside of real estate and what truly makes you happy, Mm -hmm. right? We're doing this to open the door to the rest of our lives. Yeah, well, who said that? Like, nobody has, nobody, you know, is at the point in their life where, like, my life, I, I've, 
I th- I think I'm the, living to... The question was, who here feels like they were put on this earth, earth to, sell to sell real, real estate? estate? And one, I felt really bad because one person put their hand up. Oh, really? And I think they thought that was the right answer. Aww. And and I mean, it was fine because maybe they were put on this earth yeah. just to sell real estate. No, but it's such... It's so true. Like... I can't think of another industry where we just always, and I mean, I think it, it comes back to like our passion because we're obviously passionate about it because we're always talking about it, but I don't think anybody's been put on this earth to sell real estate, but you've been put on this earth for many other reasons that connect back to real estate, whether it's, you know, you know, just wanting to build a really successful thing for yourself and to show your kids how, you know, hard work paid, like all of these different messages, but that's the thing. Like you're not put on this earth to sell real estate. It's something that we're, I feel like I'm grateful to be in a industry and in a career that I love mm-hmm. and I am always wanting to talk about, <laughs> but it's not why I'm here right. on it's, this earth. It's, it's a very empowering tool in our lives that allows us to do other things. Yeah. And it's something we care about and enjoy, obviously, like you said. I mean, what are we, 130 episodes of talking about it, plus <laughs> the rest of our day. Um, <laughs> it's like, it's a lot of real estate. Um, when do but, we never talk, when do we not talk about real estate? No. When whatever. we're talking about leaking. <laughs> Maybe that was why it was so refreshing, because we got away from, like, the regular real estate oh, talk, I, and it's just like... I don't know about you, but I made a point, like, except for a couple of instances, most of the conversations I had were not about real estate. Like, yeah. the content of the conference was covering that. Yeah. This was just about interacting with people and, and building relationships, um, mm-hmm. and that's just refreshing. So happy to see us all doing that again. Yeah. I look forward to the next one. Me too. Hope yeah. to see you there. Me? No. Or like, or like <laughs> Our the audience, listeners. the people that are listening. Yeah, all of you. All of you. Please join us. <laughs> Send us your ideas for great conferences we should go to. I, I miss going. I, I really liked getting out of town to go to them. Yeah. Not, not that it's that easy for us, but. Yeah. We will. Send us tickets. <laughs> all right. Well, have a great week, everybody, and we'll chat soon. Bye. Level up, 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 level up,